Hey, podcast friend, are you ready for some football or basketball or baseball, volleyball, tennis, badminton? Are you ready? I think you are. This pandemic has definitely changed the way sports are played. But did you know there's a correlation between the church and sports? I didn't either. Today's guest, Monique A.J. Smith, gives us some eye-opening information about this topic. We're releasing this episode on February 5th, 2021, because it is the Friday before the Super Bowl. And so sports are high on the agenda. I'm your host, Sherry Jones, and I'm an author, inspirational speaker, coach, and CEO of Sherry Speaks Life, LLC. And I'm excited to continue to share great content with you on this podcast. And this content is intended to encourage you to not just go to church, but be the church. And so we're going to learn today how sports and church go hand in hand and how they can help each other to build the body of Christ. So go ahead and grab your tea, your water, your soda, your coffee, whatever you're sipping on. Sit back, relax, and get ready for this conversation. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or another streaming platform, don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button so you do not miss an episode. New episodes drop every Friday. You can connect with me and learn more about my books, coaching program, and everything Sherry Speaks Life at sherryspeakslife.com. I would love to connect with you there. And you can follow me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Sherry Speaks Life. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram at wearethechurch underscore podcast. All right, all of that is out the way and we're going to go ahead and jump into this conversation. We're about to get started. Hello, podcast friends. We are in for a treat today. I am here with Monique A.J. Smith, and she is going to share with us about the church and sports. Now, you may be thinking, Sherry, what? What is that topic? How do those two things correlate? Well, she is going to tell us today. And let me tell you a little bit about um, Monique. Monique is a sports management veteran of 30 plus years, and she launched her consulting business, Seeds of Empowerment, LLC, full-time in March of 2013, where she is a leadership strategist for athletic departments, sports organizations, and individuals who wish to advance in athletics, sports business, or the marketplace. She has a new venture, which is a magazine called Significance in athletics and sports, where contributors shared their secret sauce with af- in the athletics and sports industry. So you all need to be checking out that magazine um, and listening to that secret sauce. She also has a nationally recognized weekly podcast, A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where significance blooms in athletics and sports. And on this podcast, she spotlights women of color in athletics and sports. Y'all, she has a wealth of knowledge 
and we are about to drop into this conversation. Thank you so much, Monique, for being here. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, and actually, my maiden name is Joan. So, oh, I is it? Okay, the friends. There we go. There we go. So we are connected already. And listeners, before this podcast um, started, she dropped some seeds of encouragement to me. So I'm so excited to get into this conversation. So Monique, we're talking about the church and sports and what they have in common. Can you share with our listeners the connection that you've made between the two? Well, you know, I've been blessed. My pastor for the last 20 years just happens to be the PA announcer for Hampton University Athletics. And so I have had a shepherd who has uh, sometimes uh, dropped some nuggets or, or, or made reference to his uh, Washington Redskin game. And you, 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 hey, there's some sureness that uh, uh, on Sundays we're going to be able to watch that game he's going to yeah <laughs> my path was the same way <laughs> but interesting enough I was invited to a uh, for some scholars Dr. Joseph Spears uh, the chairperson of sports management at Bowie State who also serves as the faculty athletic rep I, I think he was doing some research on the subject and he invited me and I interesting enough you know I do teach psychosociology of sport and uh, so the church is a social world and sports are a social world and they do uh, intersect if you will um, in a sense of in our communities our leaders are usually pastors mm -hmm. and teachers or coaches all right and so most of the time, and, and traditionally, uh, a coach has been a teacher in the school system, Yes, a black male. Mm -hmm. And so these are figures in our social world who are, are extremely important to how our young people develop. And then when they become older, they still rely on these individuals. They, they pay homage. So the focus group was talking about the church, the sports, and the pandemic. And uh, not just pandemic from the health perspective, but from the racial unrest. And so interesting enough that when we talk about the pandemic and we talked about the racial unrest, if we look back to the civil rights, it was the church that took the lead on it. Yes. Okay, they took the lead on it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so now our student athletes are taking the lead on it. And so that was how the whole conversation kind of happened. So then, uh, because again, uh, I work with athletic administrators and you have no sports. So when you look at it from an administrator standpoint, from a marketplace standpoint, fans are in a disarray. They don't have sports. Mm -hmm. And their identity is dissolved for a minute. Because if you're not, if you can't watch a game, are you still a fan? Mm. If you can't go to a campus homecoming, what do you do with yourself? You know, they have a sense of I'm lost. Mm. Now, 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 follow me with that. You see, yes. so 
when you ad identify yourself a certain way and then you no longer have that identity, then you lose hope because you have the uncertainty. The uncertainty becomes a loss of hope. Mm -hmm. Does that not sound as if what the followers of the church? Yes. Okay. And so there's an opportunity for both to learn from each other. And that's how the conversation kind of went. But interesting enough, if we if we start from the basics, we talked about the stories mm -hmm. of the Bible and how it's encouraging. So you think about it. People love sports because they do what? They love going for the underdog. Underdog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, what's the first one, the first Bible stories that you remember growing up? It was David and Goliath. Yep. David was the underdog. <laughs> and to some people, knowing how to use a slingshot is a type of sport. Hmm. Like arrows. You see? I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So the fact that, and people were pulling for him. So when people pull for one team or one individual, they become a group themselves. And you feel like you're in a group, you feel what? That you belong. Yes. And when you go to church every Sunday, you feel like you belong. Mm -hmm. And when you go to a game, you sit in the stands, you have a sense of that you belong. Yes. Now that we are no longer able to go to church, sense of being in the pews, and we're no longer able to sit in the stands, there's a sense of common unrest going on. Right. Yeah. However, what has the church done? The church has gone virtual. Yep. And those athletic teams that's been able to do so, they have gone virtual. But you still have to be creative about the engagement and the fact. And and and, and the interesting thing was, uh, when the sense of hope is gone, there's a sense of mental health. Mm. Yes. And that is where, and, it, and it's interesting because I was in the bed this morning and um, we, we talked about it previously. If you grow up in the church, but the church is not in you, but you know it is in you. That's when the Holy Spirit is in you and it will come to your remembrance. Yes. So in my mind, I'm just sitting there, you know, all hope is built on nothing, nothing less. less. See? And so if you don't have that in you, then you have a sense of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. But when you realize who has the ultimate control. Yes. Yes. You have a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. So therefore, those of the body of Christ have an opportunity to help the masses because their identity is somewhat lost. Mm hmm and we do know about lost souls. Mm -hmm. But if you come to them as if you need to be going to church, but guess what? You can't go to church. Yeah, you can't go to church. So, yeah. So, therefore, the playing field has been leveled. You can't mm -hmm. go to a game. You can't go to church. Wow. But see, again, I, I tell you, I've been blessed. My, my pastor, he began to have Super Bowl parties at church. And, and, it, and it really was because he was trying to have young men and, and young boys to, to, to 
have community. Mm-hmm. Now, sister girl over here, I was a little ticked off because yeah. the- we want to participate too, the women. Yeah, I was like, well, 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 well. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I can talk about the game much better than some of you do can. You know what I mean? That part. <laughs> I, I never did go because actually I don't like Super Bowl parties because I really like to watch the game. I don't want to be sitting there talking about nothing. I want to be watching the game. Oh, I see. Yeah. Eat by myself. I don't need to have a whole lot of yin yin yin. Because <laughs> I'm usually sitting with the men, you know. And so, yeah, I my husband my husband now will go to the Bowl party. I actually like to stay with me because I have really good dialogue when we watch a game. <laughs> but yeah, so so the the is the fact that we love pulling for underdogs. And one of the best stories uh, that I know is about David and Goliath. And it's the same thing. We want him to win. I mean, come on. His parents didn't believe in him. His mm. brothers didn't believe in him. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but God knew what was for him from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it in the very beginning. Okay, just because that you have been ordained does not mean that you're going to receive it. You have to be uh, molded. Mm-hmm. So it's the right. same thing in sports. Uh-huh. Just because you receive a scholarship does not mean you're going to be starting starting quarterback. That's true. All right, got to work. Because you, hey, just because uh, you've been brought in as an intern does not mean that you're necessarily going to be the one uh, to be chosen after your internship is over. Uh-huh. There's some more learning to be had. It is a process. Right. And that's one thing I found with my athletic administrators with this time of pandemic. They're having a hard time with the process. So, you know, if I can tell them the stories in the Bible to give them hope mm-hmm. so they can relate to that. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love it. I love it. One thing that stood out too when you were talking, um, when you were saying about the connection as fans of sports. We have a connection. We have a connection as the body of Christ. When you're out in the streets, like my husband is a Steelers fan. So if you're if he has his Steelers hat on and there's another Steelers fan across the parking lot, he's going to recognize that Steelers um, emblem and they're going to have an immediate connection. It doesn't matter where they're from or anything like that. They have that immediate connection because they are both Steelers fans. And so the same thing with us as Christians, how awesome would it be? The word tells us try the spirit by the spirit. How awesome would it be is we know we have that immediate connection because we are Christians, because we are believers. It doesn't matter whether I'm from South Carolina, you're from Texas, wherever, California, we all are connected by that connection with Jesus Christ. And that's what makes it so powerful, that connection as believers, but also that connection as fans. You want to be able to feel that leap in your belly. Mm-hmm. You saw me bow my head to you because on Facebook, everybody said, go check on your Pittsburgh Steeler friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Got to check on them. <laughs> I live in Hampton. And Tomlin is from Newport News. I mean, it's like a, it's like one street over. I mean, it's like you know, Hampton and Newport News are right next to each other. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, we we feel your pain. I mean, because I 
hey, Tomlin is, is again, Tomlin becomes a social figure mm-hmm. in our community because he's a black man. And, and the win is a black football coach in the NFL. Yes. So how much influence will he have in our community? Beyond the score that happened, this is another thing when I do my, um, my retreat uh, for athletic departments. And I talk about, because again, when they change presidents, there's a sense of uncertainty. Uh-huh. It's like your brain spirals down. It's, it's, it's your stinking thinking. And so you have to control what you think about. And how you do that is your devotions in the morning. And the one devotion I really enjoy is Tony Dungy. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I know that football coaches, people can relate to him because he's a winning coach. Now, Pittsburgh still a coach just surpassed his, his record uh-huh. of being um, the most wins as a black football coach. But again, underdog, everybody pulls for the underdog. So that's how we all come right back to it. And then again, the social unrest is, is really no different from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and interesting enough that uh, uh, most of our HBCUs that are church-related schools, yes. uh, they have a theology school, Shaw University, Virginia University, and they, Virginia Union, matter of fact, prides themselves of saying that they grow leaders. Mm-hmm. The, um, I think it's uh, the Baptist uh, National Association of Baptists. That's the Baptist Association. Uh-huh. And, and, and they're very associated with the NAACP. And so, uh, and you look now, I would not say that it is uh, very structured as it relates to, because T.D. Jakes, he created his own organization, I think. Right, yeah. So it's not as structured as it was before, but those are our leaders, you know, mm-hmm our leaders that we look to and when a pastor has a predominantly sports figure in their congregation uh, they pull from them them. and so uh, those are just interesting things and so I just think that our student athletes who are no longer able to compete um, have an identity crisis it's called identity uh, foreclosure it's one that really uh, has to be looked at. I mean, for any type of loss. Yes. You know, grieving. Mm-hmm. And so, again, uh, those are the places that we go. We go to the rock. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, I just think that this is the time. And again, uh, Dr. Spears, who invited me to this discussion, he's a sports management uh, chairperson, but he's also a pastor. Most leaders who know their core and, and also serve as chaplains for sports peace, they have a way of creating synergy to, 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 to move groups. Mm-hmm. I, I went to a uh, virtually last week, the Black Student Athlete Summit, mm-hmm. and there was a young man who spoke who was a, a quarterback for, I believe, Tulsa, um, like maybe 20 years ago. And now he's a pastor. Wow. And uh, he talked, uh, he brought he brought it home. Young guy, though, real young. And he said uh, something to the fact that because he went to PWI, you're not winning 
mm-hmm. uh, you don't see the support of the fans oh. that may not be from your community. All right. Mm-hmm. And it made him a little bit uh, better mm-hmm. as he became older. But something comes to your remembrance, mm-hmm. you see, that allows you to deal with hurts mm-hmm. if you have it planted in you. And so he was, he was saying to the fact that he uh, began to give them grace because guess what? His congregation is mixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it goes right back to what I just said about David. I mean, uh, not David. Yeah, David. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that this is what's for you. Mm-hmm. But it's already been ordained by God. Right. But you got to go through certain things in order to be able to reach your potential. Yes. yes. So who knew this young boy is going to be the quarterback all the way over here in Tulsa? I believe he came from like Ohio or something. Mm. All right. And for him to go through those hurtful moments to be able to teach his congregation during a pandemic yep about giving others grace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. you still have to acknowledge the hurt because you don't come back to you on the wrong on the wrong end but do you see again uh i'm sure i'm sure people began to follow him not because he was a man of the word mm-hmm. but because he was a football former yep. with his football player turn past the guy to say yeah exactly exactly that's what drew them but the word is what kept them yeah you so so i mean it, it, it's just powerful to me that uh it's the stories mm-hmm. it's the how you relate to things and it's the pastors that are able to reach people where they are mm-hmm. You know, if you grew up in a church like I did, I tuned you out when you gonna tell me I'm gonna burn in hell. Yep. <laughs> I ain't wanna hear nothing else you had to say then. What I'm doing wrong, and mm-hmm. it's like Santa Claus uh, watching you and knowing you're doing right and when you're doing wrong. Right. No. Yeah. Exactly. No. You want a living, breathing uh, relationship. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same way as sports. You are not going to be able to get a young man to run through a football line uh, that he knows that he may not be physically capable of doing unless he knows you as the coach, if he can trust you Mm -hmm. and you care about me and not your paycheck. Exactly. So again, how does this church, they learn from each other. There mm-hmm. is so many things that are so similar. And wow. and I, again, the pandemic made them an even playing field. We can learn from each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying is so good. You didn't, I didn't really think about that connection. But as you said, just like the football player puts that trust in the coach, we as believers and churchgoers put that trust in the pastor that he's leading us in a way that the Lord, you know, is directing him to lead us. But ultimately, our ultimate coach is Jesus. 
And that's who we need to be listening to and following and studying and knowing what he says beyond who, you know, who the person is that's in leadership, whether it's a coach, a pastor, whoever, our ultimate guide is Jesus. And that's who we need to be trusting and depending on. And as you said, the pandemic has put things on an even keel with the sports and the church. So what tips would you have for someone say they're listening to us? They're like, yeah, Sherry, yeah, Monique, I understand what you're saying. I'm in that particular situation where my identity seems a little lost because I'm a sports fan and I'm a church goer and I'm just unsure where I am right now in this space. What advice would you give to them? Well, I I was really going from the standpoint of the leadership of the church Mm -hmm. and what they can do and how the athletic department can also learn from the church. Mm -hmm. But for the individual, uh, for both sides, you have to remain engaged. But the others have to have a creative platform for engaged. Right, in order for you to be engaged, right. So, uh, you know, if the opportunity to, to have that feedback, this is what you say, you know, can we have a Zoom call? You know, I mean, yes, we we, we able to go online and, and watch you on Facebook or whatnot, or either some people having church outside of you, maybe your car, mm-hmm. but is there an opportunity for us to uh, uh, do a Bible study together Um you know, on Zoom or ask questions or, because some people really need to see eyes batting, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like watching a webinar and, and later on. And, I, and so from a, from a sports perspective, um, we have uh, like fan engagement. Mm-hmm. So if, if fan engagement translates into sponsorship dollars, if right. you still engage, right. but if you can't come in person, how you still make them feel they're still involved. Uh, you can do the same thing that church does. Church has what? Drive-through church. You know, you do communion, drive-through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you have a way of, of having your players outside and have the fans drive through? I understand that Baltimore did something very similar. Um, I didn't really look at it really closely, but they did have some kind of drive-by a pet rally. Mm-hmm. All right for the play and NFL playoffs. Uh, and then the donations, hey, my, it was ticking to me. I did not even know my church had a, a, a cash app. I was like, oh, down now. Oh, okay. They done stepped it up, stepped the game up. So same thing with the sport, you follow me? You know, just stay connected. See, in order for people not to have that feeling of loss, they have got to have opportunity and a place to be engaged. Mm-hmm. So you had to create that place of engagement. I remember when I moved to my church 20 years ago, we had groups, affinity groups, okay? I'll put you in groups. So now, now we have, okay, so the class of so-and-so who played football, the class of so-and-so, all right, meet one of the players on virtual, mm-hmm. uh, watch a game all together, Watch a game all together and have the people commentate. Okay. Same thing with the church. Watch a uh, a Christian type movie mm-hmm. and have a discussion about it. Or maybe if you can't, invite, invite the actor 
and say, what, 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 what did you go through in your mind to be able to bring this to life? Or the director, or, or people who live through something. For some reason, it's coming to the mind. It's about uh, the Sully that was the captain of the plane that went down. Mm-hmm. All right. And for some reason, that just keep popping into my head, you know? And so, by even my watching that, then you watch it, then you have a discussion. What would go through your mind if your plane was going down? Who was the first person you would call? Have you done and said everything you need to say to people? Is it somebody you need to You see? You see how that all goes? You, you have an event. Everybody has it together. But then you have people reflect by themselves, and then they come back together. And you'd be really surprised about how that makes people feel. It's, it's, it's interesting. When people go through something in real life together, there's a bond that happens. You know, you ever been through a hurricane? Anybody you were in the house with, you know, you will remember being there. Okay. Same thing with I didn't, I'm not, I'm not Greek. Anybody who pledges, they become in, in college. That bond. Mm-hmm. They have a bond. All right. And so this pandemic has the opportunity to mm-hmm. bond people. Yes. And 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 so uh there's just so many similarities again when we think about athletics and how there's some diehard fans mm-hmm. but there's a pro I'm, I'm a former athletic director i was athletic director 28 years old i'm not 53 that's why i'm a consultant because i've experienced i worked for the ciaa for 13 years wow. and so uh, when you're dealing with fans Usually alumni and fans always want things the way they were when they were there. Yep. Nice Life is on an escalator. All right. <laughs> and it's just taking the steps. All right. Exactly. So uh again, the pandemic makes it makes it nobody's fault that you gotta do this. But usually when you're trying to do some change, they're not there. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. And so it's the same thing in the church. If you change the hour that the church service is going on, it, there's a problem. Yeah. You know, but you have to educate. You have to bring people together with that. And, uh, but again, when you have that type of fan, when you have that type of church member, you got somebody down for life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that's kind of, I'm saying engagement. That's the answer on both sides is the person who's feeling lost. Isolation is danger. Yes. Anger yes. turns into danger when you're by yourself and you have that stinking thinking to your own self. That's dangerous. That's Thank dangerous. You. And so you need to be engaged with other like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That is so important. Engagement. I won't say by any means necessary, but almost by any means necessary. Connect, as she said, connect via Zoom. Be creative. You know, our leaders have to be creative in how they continue to keep us engaged, as you said, with the sports and with the church, mm-hmm. because we don't want to lose anybody. As we talked at the top about lost souls, we don't want to lose someone because they're not able to be engaged and they're not able to be connected. And church is community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about more than just the building, but yeah. it's about 
you know, us coming together as a community. And so even though we don't have the building anymore, some, some churches are able to meet in person if they're a small congregation, but it's still not the full experience. And even though you can't have that, you still have to connect everybody as individuals, um, you know, as a part of the community. And so I think that's very important. Let me show you, uh, again, I got to give my pastor props again. Okay. Um, uh, pastor Jerome A. Barber, Six Mile Zion, Hampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He has Monday meal prep. They meet on Zoom and they talk about the meals, the healthy meals. Mm-hmm. And uh, because a lot of our congregation suffer from diabetes and those kind of things. And so, again, there's some individuals who don't believe that church is a place of addressing social issues. But in our community, the Black community, this is where all issues of life have been addressed. And so my pastor has a marriage ministry. You know, he celebrates anniversaries every month. You know, those are the same things in sports and keep people engaged. They celebrate uh, uh, breast cancer awareness, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, they bring churches uh, to sing the national anthem, you know. Uh, they know that those communities, if if done well, will continuously move in a path. That is so true. That is so true. Well, Monique, you, I mean, you've shared a lot of great information with us today. I've enjoyed this conversation and this connection. Again, I think our listeners are looking at sports and the church and the connection in a whole new way um, based on the insight that you have shared today. So I want to give you the opportunity to share any closing remarks um, that you have for our listeners that you really want them to take from this conversation. And then definitely let us know the ways that we can connect with you. I know you have a book, you have um, different you know, memberships and webinars and different things that you offer. Um, so I would like to give you that opportunity to share that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I would say I'm going to be very transparent. I do believe, again, just like, just like David. That's why David is actually my favorite character in the Bible as it relates to leadership. He went through so many things, yeah. and, uh, but but the Lord never did abandon him. So I really do work from athletics from a leadership standpoint. I do a lot of leadership workshops. And so, uh, but I do believe the Lord will bring you down so low. Mm. So you will know it is he that's orchestrating. Because see, as yeah. leaders, we believe that everything that's been done has been done at our own hands. And so he will make it so he will remind us who we were doing what. And so because uh, I worked for the CIAA for 13 years, and prior to that, um, I worked for Division I institution. And then prior to that, I worked at St. Paul's College, and I was athletic director at a very young age. And, and by being one of the first women to serve as a sports information director at a four-year institution. So being a first has a lot of stressors to it and not having role models to be able to assist me allowed allowed to create a, uh, for me to hit a brick wall, literally and figuratively. uh, I covered this in a book called um, uh, Removing the Face. And my Mm -hmm. chapter 
her is called a public figure mask. Existentia. And so I do, I give my athletic administrative journey, but I also peel back and, and talk about the walls, you know, and that's one reason why women come to me about how to advance. And I say, it's your mindset. And it's your and mindset, meaning the self-talk in your head. And it was not until I, again, I hit this wall that I was really able to have this relationship with God to be able to guide me and have a peaceful journey. Yeah. And so that's why I invite your listeners uh, to get an autograph book by going to publicfiguremask.com, publicfiguremask.com. And I'm really glad to autograph it for you. And I, I give tools. I give tools. Actually, I talk about an assessment that I created to, to be able to course correct your mindset Mm-hmm. And to help you to, um, I, I say, uh, to lead your ship, mm-hmm. to lead your ship wow. for your, yeah. And so, but if those who are really interested in athletics, I do have a magazine that's coming out in March. Um, I have 16 contributors, women in uh, athletics and administration. Really excited about it. It's in production right now. Uh, pre-orders can be purchased at PayHip backslash Caesar empowerment and I, I will say that anyone who purchases the book I will I will give you my e-workbook hmm. but you have to do it uh, I don't know when this will air but it has to be like 24 hours 40 hours or something like that. Oh, okay awesome well listeners uh, Monique has shared some great information with us today you all make sure that you connect with her Get that book, Public Figure Mask. That sounds like an eye-opening read to me. And then also the magazine. Y'all pre-ordered that magazine. So thank you again, Monique, for being here. Listeners, thank you for listening. And we will chat with you next week. Thank you for your presence and your listening ear for today's episode of We Are The Church with Sherry Jones. I hope that it was a blessing to you. Make sure that you connect with today's guest, Monique A.J. Smith, and go to her website, publicfiguremass.com, in order to order the autographed copy of her book and receive the free e-workbook until Sunday, February 7th, 2021. So you only have until Sunday. February 7th, 2021, to get the free e-workbook along with the autographed copy of her book. I hope that you take advantage of that offer. Make sure that you follow us on social media, on Instagram at wearethechurch underscore podcast. Connect with me, your host, Sherry Jones at sherryspeakslife.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at sherryspeakslife. I would love to help you promote your business or services on this podcast. Go to bit.ly, we are the church pod. Again, that's bit.ly, we are the church, P-O-D, to learn about our partnership packages. You all take care, be blessed, be safe. And remember, the church is not a building. We are the church.